Good morning. Oh. It is Wednesday morning, the day after the very first Sodicon, and we are alive. Let's go. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know we have who more, I is and who I be. We they have more voice left over than I expected we would have at this point, because after the first night when we were shouting at each other at the welcome reception, I realized, oh no, this might be one of those instances where we have to shout a lot tomorrow and we can't. Yeah, I'm definitely Barry Manilow style right now. But it sounds good. It's, good. it's, it's a good it's look. It's nice and smooth. It's got a little <laughs> gravel on it. It's doing all right. So, yeah, but I'm telling you what, the energy that started with, it was like the first person that walked in at 1230 on Sunday to get registered. And it was like they kind of had a little bit of, they were on their tiptoes, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, oh, was, yeah. it was great. And person after person after person said, made some kind of comment on, how this is the best conference they had ever been to. We don't say that, and I'm not saying that to say, like, hey, look, we executed a great event. I'm happy right. that we did. But what that really translates into is that they made a connection, and we gave them a feeling of belonging and a feeling that they're supposed to be with the other people in the space. Well, and I, I knew going in that we could set a vibe, right? The place, the, 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 the place where we were at, the yeah. aesthetic, the, the energy, yeah. the video, all of that, we could set a vibe. You know, the, the concern that you run into and, and that you feel going in is, are we going to have the, you know, the, the, the best content? Are we going to have content that actually drives people to change, that, that asks good questions? Um, and, and that is one feedback that I got often as well. Yes, you had the content that, no, that like, I haven't heard those conversations. And I think yeah. one of those conversations was that first main stage. Um. Yeah, shoot, that like blew me out of the water. It was a fun stage too because Jason Stein was the moderator and host of that conversation with Alex Vetter, Damon Lester, um, and Tom Dahl, uh, president of Super CEO of Subaru of America. And we intentionally let our hands go on that. Like, look, we always want to be on the stage with, with the people that are right, like, hey, right, like right. these are people that are awesome to be on stage with. But Jason did such a great job of talking about why we should be changing and why dealers and industry partners or dealers and OEMs should be thinking in a different way together. And Tom Dahl just came out shots fired talking about, we spent so much time talking about relationships with our customers. He was, how could we play a different game when it comes to us and our retailers, which is who, what they call their dealers. Well, for Subaru, they play in that field a lot, but I think he's calling out his employees and he's also calling out the broader industry. Like if that really, because well, they, yeah, right. They haven't changed their narrative. That's been their narrative. It's just in a very, um, it's an incendiary narrative these days. Yes, exactly. And and you can set some fire because the the desire from a lot of OEMs is to sever many of the relationships with the the retailers or the dealers, whatever you call it. And I love that he calls them retailers. We might switch that as well because we believe this is purely a retail business. Oh man, so like that, it started there, and then we went into. Um, some sales and culture rooms where, you know, like just the, the, the Ben Stocks and the Liza's Patrick Abad gave his first talk um, kind of publicly. And like you would think he was on big stages forever in his life. It was amazing. Uh, we had a conversation again, some more on OEM relationships about technology. And again, like you said, the comments we were getting are like, these aren't conversations I, I've heard in 20 years of being in this industry and they need to be had. And we approach it with the mentality of like, we're not having these conversations to cause trouble just so people look this way. We're approaching it because we need to bring reconciliation 
to what is going on in the industry so that we can actually thrive into the futures. Well, and we, we say this word trouble a lot, and I think we need to just continually recontextualize it for people and saying it's not trouble for trouble's sake. It's trouble for innovation and change's sake. It's like the best kind of trouble, the one that you get in because you're pressing the boundaries and you're asking the hard questions. And I over and over again, I was going, man, actually moderators and speakers are asking really hard questions. And they're, It's you know okay to ask hard questions. You know what I loved? There was an there was this really really unique element that I haven't seen in conferences, which was there was there was an understanding that even the speakers and the moderators in the conversations that I heard were like we don't have it all figured out, right? It wasn't like here's my presentation here's my on how I did it perfect. It was we're struggling to work through this, and this is a challenge that we're meeting head on as a dealer or an industry partner, and that was super encouraging to me because then that opened up the freedom for everybody else to say that same thing. You know, for those who are new to the audience, um, we heard many times that people didn't really understand like why everybody was enthusiastic about being here. We're talking about attendees that showed up here and they really didn't know who you or I were. They knew we were in charge somehow. They didn't know why and they're kind of like, what's our deal? And obviously we don't look the part for an automotive conference, but they've definitely picked up on the passion. And we're like, why are they so excited about retail auto? So if we have some new listeners, which we surely do now, um, the reason we do what we do is because we believe the retail auto industry permeates into every nook and cranny of this country and everyone depends on a car in one way, shape or form. And that's different than any other industry. No one depends on McDonald's. No one depends on a Coca-Cola. Everyone depends on a car. Even your phone, you can depend on it. But you can't get by without transportation. Some, a car taking you somewhere or bringing something to you. And because of that, we know that the opportunity to impact the country and serve the country lies in the hands of retail auto dealers and it's a decentralized network of entrepreneurs and family businesses in some cases bigger businesses with a very localized focus who can actually empower the community that way and when we can start connecting the dots that way it's a pretty fulfilling thing when you're in an industry that makes such an impact so we're trying to separate the 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 car dealer stigma from car dealers which is undeserved in a lot of cases in most cases but is the loudest narrative. And we're trying to light a fire for the people that are in the industry saying like, this is a place where it's good to belong and we should welcome a lot more people in, into it as well. You know, I love where you started with that because you were like cars, transportation, freedom. That's what people get. And the, and the, and the move is then, but people, right? And, and so when we look at it, it's like, yes, passionate about cars, passionate about the products and services that we're delivering as an industry that is necessary for our culture, for the ecosystem of, of retail America and, and the economy of America. But people is, and it was the through line of conversations and, and will be the through line of so many of the conversations that we continue to have in automotive. Because if we can put that at the center, we're going to solve experience, we're going to solve culture, and then we're going to solve the external perception of our industry. Uh, and that's the narrative that I believe is, is just going to be through and through in our industry. So, so what's next? Um, if you were at a SotoCon, uh, please stay connected with us. If you are not at a SotoCon, but you're just kind of coming into our ecosystem, what we want to say is that we are going to constantly put out more and more content from these conversations. We captured everything at a SotoCon, all the side stages, all the main stages. So um, follow us on LinkedIn is probably the best way to do it. Just search a Soto on LinkedIn. Also, um, you know, we're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. So we have another podcast called Auto Collabs. 
um, auto collab, C-O-L-L-A-B-S. We're going to release a lot more longer form conversations. We also are about to release a SotoCon sessions by Effective, which is uh, 10 to 15 minute conversations. We had real talk, Kyle. There's some real talk in there, those conversations. Uh, look, I had a couple that was like, oh, oh, you you fell away from the crowd, so you said that. And so this is going to go out. It's going to be great. You know, for the people that uh, listen to this uh, on a daily basis and the longtime listeners, uh, we really appreciate you being a part of this community. We promise Thursday, tomorrow, we'll be back in it. We'll get the regular rhythm. We'll have some news for you. We'll recontextualize it to make sure that you can make business decisions in your business on a daily basis. But for now, Paul, it's time to wrap it up and head head home uh, with our families and celebrate the wins and celebrate this great industry. We thank you for being on this journey with us, and we'll see you at the next one.